the we, day we off. T- no, first time no. we. <laughs> First day off not even not even mailing it in, just not even showing up for. That, he's only got to work once a week. <laughs> correct, correct. He, you know, he's doing a New Year's Eve show. We are, yes. Previewing it, the college football we, playoff. We will, and we'll have the uh, working on a, a new second. feature of the Nick Brown show. Much to his chagrin, the Tabor Cam. Mm, that's going to get broken mysteriously within one week for Nick Brown, for John <laughs> Tabor, for BC, Sean Fox. <laughs> We'll see you tomorrow, 3 o'clock, for another edition of The Company. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m., for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. Here's Julian Edelman on Inside the NFL. You know what? He also doesn't practice all the antics after plays and waving off coaches and all these pissy faces and stuff. Why can't he make the tackle? It's bad. But this is really interesting that you have a family who we all, everybody figured you had disagreements. It's family. Well, the house apparently is either on fire or it's so badly constructed that everybody's got to comment about it. To get the rest of what Doug said, podcast it by searching The Doug Gottlieb Show. And as always, you can hear The Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. go. Steve Cavino. Ooh. Rich Davis. Yes. This is Cavino and Rich. It sounds like a brag, but it's not. My wife and her dad are big Green Bay Packers fans. And somehow, someway, I never call in the favor. This one time I did. And I got tickets for my wife and her, and her dad to go to the Packers-Steelers Super Bowl. Man, like 11 years ago. Remember the one in Dallas when it was snowing in Dallas? And the Packers won. And there were good seats. So my father-in-law sat next to Jessica Alba. And for the rest of his life now, he tells all his coworkers, like, I went to the Super Bowl and uh, my son-in-law nice. got me tickets and it was like the thrill of his life. So, well, let me ask you this, and that's super generous. And oh, and Rich I, I, is the I, greatest son-in-law, you know. Well, as a result, the, the reality is, if I ever do anything stupid, my father-in-law will probably back me up. Cavino and Rich, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. There's still a tingle in the dingle. dingle. Some shows just know how to have fun, oh, and Steve Cavino and Rich Davis know a thing or two about having fun. Oh, oh, no, you should have the nervous part. Oh. So join the party. Like, I've cried one time in the past 10 plus years. Put in your diaper, sports baby. It's Cavino and Rich. Perfect. Having fun. This is going to be fun. We all look sillier than ever. That's what we do here. Weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. FS. One. To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. FS1. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7.
It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Lead Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Want to thank our title sponsor, Louisiana National Bank, this Tuesday evening, a couple days after Christmas. Beck Ains, did you have a good Christmas? Oh, always. You know, it's a fun A little age. more hectic with three yeah, kids. a little more hectic. Uh, girls are getting older, so... Asking a lot of questions about the old Santa Claus. Didn't want me to light a fire on Christmas Eve because they were worried about the chimney being all really? hot for the big man. Yep. But, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of questions. Uh, you know, you give them 1,200 gifts, and then by 1030 in the morning, like, <laughs> they're done. I got yeah. nothing to play with. Oh, I know. I know, you know how, how it goes. goes. Yeah, it, it was a cold Christmas. Which I'm a big fan of. I had a pipe bust I'm, on Christmas Eve. Uh, let me tell you, uh, 7 o'clock on Christmas Eve, fixing the old busted pipe inconvenient you know how to fix it uh well let me just tell you my dilemma yeah, I'm, I'm really curious how you got through this so had a half inch pvc pipe bust outside on a faucet uh, get the call hear the water leaking uh let me tell you so it wasn't a leak it was like a dead gum waterfall mm-hmm. and so obviously lowe's is closed right can't go to a, a whole lot of stores christmas right. eve right i'm calling around Trying to find a half-inch cap. Can't find it anywhere. Luckily, my uncle had one. Got the cap put on by about 815, So you just cut it and put a cap on it and said, yeah. get you some water tomorrow. No, turn the water back on. Good to go. Oh, this was the outdoor speaker? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, which was yeah, very Out of lucky. all pipes to break. Yeah, you're okay with that one. one. Yeah. So uh, we know how PVC pipe can be at times. Yeah. So not the most reliable. Right. But, uh, yeah, I got it fixed. Is what it is. Had a great Christmas with the family. Uh, oh, got your little Apple Watch? No, I've had an Apple Watch for a while. Oh. Glad to see you've been paying attention to your boy. He's talking to you. Yeah, sorry about that, Siri. Um, I will tell you, though, now that Christmas is over, obviously looking ahead to New Year's on Oh, Sunday. this is when you set your goals, you know? You, you feeling <laughs> goal-oriented? Uh, don't know that I am. Okay. I uh, got the baby coming early February. That's true. I uh, hate to spill the beans to you on this uh, December the 27th, but I uh, hope you don't have to host the show on your own one night. It ain't going to happen. Uh, it'll happen. Uh, you and tapes. tapes can do it. Yeah, we'll get you another co-host in there, but just keep that on the uh, okay front of the mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it right at the front. Uh, Louisiana Tech Athletics, uh, not a whole lot going on last uh, week since we last spoke last Tuesday. Obviously, the Dunkin' Dogs played at home against Jarvis Christian Wednesday afternoon. I think that was like a 108-52, win uh, for Louisiana Tech. Uh, came as no surprise. Uh, good to see Jordan Crawford, the freshman out of Simsboro, had 13 points, 12 assists, 4 rebounds, 4 steals uh, for his efforts. Uh, I was named Conference USA Freshman of the Week. Is he going to mess around and lead freshman in assists this year? In the country, possibly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it. Uh, certainly off to a tremendous start in so non-conference. still around five, five and a half a game yep, somewhere. Yep, playing really well. Uh, like I said, Conference USA Freshman of the Week for the second time this year. 
I uh, believe the Dunkin' Dogs will be back in action Thursday night at home against UTSA. Mm. Uh, tapes, do you remember John Bugs? As a matter of fact, I do. Uh, from Homer. Where did he play his high played school Played Summerfield. Ball? Yeah, played at Summerfield. Was a hoss. Yes, was a really good player. He plays for UTSA, so a little bit of a homecoming for him on Thursday night. Uh, then it'll be a quick turnaround for the Dunkin' Dogs. They'll head out to Charlotte uh, for a Saturday afternoon tip. I believe it's 1 p.m. out in Charlotte uh, on December 31st. And then you look at it from the Lady Texas perspective. Uh, they haven't played since we last spoke. Uh, so they'll be back in action on the road at UTSA Thursday. They'll be back at home on Saturday. So that's that's kind of where we're at. Wednesday we had National Signing Day. Yep. Sounds like everything went good for Louisiana Tech. Uh, you look at it from a, a rival's recruiting rankings, uh, third-ranked class in Conference USA. Uh, Louisiana Tech announced the signings of 17 players on Wednesday, which uh, a heavy high school class. You go look at at the previous classes that were signed, you know, I think you got to go all the way back to 2019 uh, since Louisiana Tech signed a class that big uh, from a high school perspective. Uh, got three surprises on the day. Cornerback David Webb out of New Orleans signed. Keystone Allison, an offensive lineman out of Carthage. And then Jamarian Sugar Bear Kennedy, mm. offensive lineman out of Northwood, uh, signs for the Bulldogs. The other 14 signees, run through those real quickly. Uh, Keith Willis, running back out of Houston. Delvin Whitaker, defensive tackle out of St. Francisville. Eli Finley, uh, tight end out of Rockwall Heath High School in Heath, Texas. Demardrick Blunt, linebacker out of Carroll. Dakota Williams, receiver out of Hanville. Uh, Obi Okiki, uh, defensive end out of Houston. Uh, Michael Rashard, defensive back out of New Orleans at Nakar. Colton Deckard, a linebacker out of Münster, Texas. Uh, Roy Brackens, offensive lineman, Baton Rouge. Troy Smith, offensive lineman, New Orleans. Jacob Fields, defensive back out of Melissa, Texas. Cam Hill, defensive back out of Union Parish High School in Farmville. Hayden Christman, a offensive lineman out of Pineville. And finally, the quarterback, Evan Bullock, out of Anna, Texas. So that's the 17 signees for Louisiana Tech in the early signing period. Uh, of course, work to do late. I, I thought it was interesting, Sonny Cumbie, held a press conference, and <clears throat> obviously all coaches are optimistic after a signing class. And they, they talk about some of the goals for this class. You look at the five offensive linemen that are signed. Uh, you win in the trenches, you win a lot of football right, games. Right. Uh, I would say... We uh, haven't won a lot in the trenches. No, i, I got to tell you. I haven't won a lot of football games. Okay, b- before we continue this discussion, did you see Middle Tennessee defeated, I believe it was San Diego State in the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve? 25, yes, yes. 23, something right, like right, that. Right, right. Did you see how many rushing yards that they mm. had? Negative 66. Wow. The most rushing yards for a team that won a game in like 25 years, at the least. The lowest, you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. Fewest. The fewest, if you will. But I, I kind of jokingly said I mean, uh, what Tech's, was the big play like? Tech was trying to set that record in 2020, 2021, and part they, of this year. Did they have a little third and 93 by chance? I mean, how do you even? How do you certainly get, looks possible. How do we have a ter- third and ninety three and still have and still not have that record? That's a good. Good question. I'll be, well, we didn't win the game for one. True. Got beat close by about thirty yeah. in that one. Close. But uh, yeah, yeah, that that was interesting to see. So, you, you, back to my point about Sonny Cumbie talking about some of your goals in this recruiting class, and I asked him the question. You know, you look ahead to the late signing period. Obviously, you've signed seventeen high school guys. You'll probably sign a few more later on. 
how much more do you look to high school players as far as knowing you need some immediate contributors to help turn around a three and nine team? He he said they're going to look for five defensive linemen out of the transfer portal. Wow! Before spring practice, and I don't think any of us would disagree that they're needed. <laughs> But that's a lot of defensive linemen to land here in the All next right. four to six weeks. This is an interesting part of being a first-year head coach. So my disdain with recruiting, I, I complete. there's without a doubt 100% valuable. This is how you grow a program. But I'm just a – it's not quick enough for me. You know, I like, agree. I, I'm gr- glad we got these dudes, but like I won't probably hear about from a bunch two of them for years. two or three years. Yeah. So as a coach – in today's college football, it's like, yeah, you signed a bunch of dudes out of high school, and I guess you're just praying you're still going to be here by the time they play. Yeah. Which well, you would hope they would be. And well, this is not like, this is any coach. I'm not just talking about tech situations, no, yeah, but I'm like, so for, for Cumbie to be like, hey, I'm like, that's an important part of the process. But also, I got to go get some dudes that are going to get me more than three wins next year, so we're not put in the situation. Well, and I think that's one of the big challenges for Sonny Cumbie and his staff is. We live in a world now, and we talk about it a lot, the instant gratification as far as, like, the product on the field is ultimately what gets fans out to the game and ultimately what leads to winning football games. But I feel, especially in the G5 level, and we've become so enamored with the transfer portal that we all want to look to that transfer portal as far as how to fix things so quickly. I think at a place like Louisiana Tech, like, you're not pulling in Drake May or Bryce, you know, you're not getting a, even even now, seven years ago, Tech get, brings in Jeff Driscoll from Florida. You're not pulling a guy of his yeah. stature. How anymore. that happened? It's baffling when you look back on it. I mean, do, do you do you ever get the story on that? Like, how did that happen? I, it doesn't make sense. Was, was there looking not for any... more of a low-key environment. But what like, I mean, out of all the places for that dude to go. But I also think back then the transfer portal was nothing. That's true, and Tech was winning some bowl games. Yeah, and like transferring wasn't as popular as it is now. Mm-hmm. But but back to my point. There's just not a bunch of real impact players that are looking for places to go. Those guys probably either already have a place where they're going before they, yep, they, they go the in. You're getting dudes that either haven't played, and you got to hope that they pan out, or dudes that are in trouble, or dudes that are at a lower level looking yeah, to move up. Right. So, I mean, th- there are a few that are like, hey, I, my time here is done, and you know, I got a, they got a Trevor Lawrence at, at freshman QB, and I know my time here is done, and I'm a fifth year senior, and so there's those dudes, but there's a lot of other schools that, and then maybe going three and ten or what, three and nine the last two years like hurts our chances at some of those. Oh, I, I absolutely think it does, and I think that's one of the challenges that Sonny Cumbie and his staff are facing right now is like, yes, you want to go out and get transfer guys that can immediately provide a, a substantial impact. But at the same time, it's like those guys are hard to pull in when you're six and eighteen over the last couple of years, six and twenty going all the way back to the final two games of 2020, and you go back to the drawing board. It's like, all right, let's build it the right way. Let's yeah. build it the way that you can be most successful in the G5, and that's with high school guys. And it's like you said, it's like in three years, am I still going to be here? At the same time, it's like in three years, these are my guys. They have to be good. They have to be performing at a high level. And that's better for the health of this program long term. It To me, it's just the trickiest thing in oh, the world so tricky. to figure out the right balance. Because, and, and I said on Sean's show a few minutes ago, more, most importantly, like, yes, you have to have a lot of talent on the field. But, Dad Gilman, if you ain't clicking in that locker room, like, you can dismantle in a hurry. And I would say, Ben, and maybe I don't, I don't know enough, but – 
I just don't get this indication that our locker room the last two or three years has just been bumping. Like, I agree. I, I, I thought it was better this year. Yeah, but you just don't hear a bunch of stories come. I mean, you hear it in like the the normal places you expect to hear it, like at the podium when a player is doing yeah. it because they're not going to say anything other than that. But like, you don't hear it externally of like, hey, we just got a really close team. Like, I agree. I haven't heard that. I you agree. Know? And 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 to your point about earlier, it was like you have to build this program the right way, but. Like so much of this is is just the stars aligning in other areas. Like not having a zillion injuries, like yeah. or not having key injuries. You're going to have injuries every year, and I don't want to use that as an excuse. But like part of making it through a year with your starting quarterback and your your other guys being there available all the games, that's part of just the, the stars aligning. A the, little well, bit. And, and to your point about stars aligning, like you talk about flipping the script from back to back three and nine years. I think there's a lot to that. Like like you need that one year where, like you said, you stay healthy. For the most part, your starting quarterback plays twelve. Beck, our Tech starting quarterback hasn't played a full season since twenty nineteen. I know. No, forget that. Jay Mar was suspended in twenty nineteen. Twenty eighteen, like that's four years. So you need some of those things to go right, and then you go seven and five, and it's like all right. And then like, the other, we got some momentum. Yeah. Then who knows? Like how many? Like if you're a coach, that's got to be the most frustrating thing. Is is some of these circumstances are just totally out of your control. Yeah. You can prep them all day long. I mean, all day long. And then, you know, you got other schools that are making it to the top of the conference, but it's like they may have played the top team that their quarterback was out that week, and yeah. they got a shot at them with their backup. You know, it's yeah. like, but that's football, and that's part of being a part head of coach, building a program. You get yep. paid a gazillion dollars. Yep. It's because you got to prepare the team for when these things happen, and you got to figure out a way to win through all that adversity, through the recruiting, through the transfer portal. Through the injuries. Like, it's a tough job. I don't want to do it. I know you don't. I like to sit in this chair with a microphone. Speaking of the transfer portal, our boy Trey Harris announced he's headed to Ole Miss. Oh, not Oklahoma. Sounded like Oklahoma a week ago. Because that's what you told me. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you asked me about like, Oklahoma. I like Ole Miss a lot better than Oklahoma. I do too, but I'll say this. You think he gets buried. I see I it all over your face. You no, think he I don't know buried. that he gets buried. Here's why I thought Oklahoma was such a good fit. They throw the ball a ton. Like, Lane Kiffin wants to run it for 300 yards a game. Like, Jackson Dart is not he Caleb He throws Williams. darts. Yeah, not much. But you know what I'm saying? Like, And listen, he might be highly successful. Obviously, you have more of an opportunity at Ole Miss to be a number one receiver. But I, I just I think it's a good fit for him. But I, I thought that Oklahoma was the, you know, the, kind of the premier landing spot if you wanted to peg right, it that way. I got you. But, I don't uh, hate it. I mean, it'll be fun. He'll be fun. Now, listen, Ole Miss is a – if they're on TV, like, it doesn't really matter who they're I'm playing. Watch You're them. watching. Oh, I agree. And I don't know if it's because of the lane train. I think it's because of the lane train. I don't know if it's because I like their unis. I love the unis. You know the atmosphere I love the baby blues. You know there's a little a little sauce in that. I mean, like, no matter where they go, there's some media drama. Lane Kiffin said something about somebody's mom. You know, like, it's just there's a little bit of drama in, in every one of those games. You know what I think I always – watch the Ole Miss game, they're always the 11 a.m. kick on ESPN. It's like, all right, I got 10 bucks on the on the under. Well, Whoa. you better not bet the unders yeah, on Ole Miss. you better not. But you kind of get what I'm saying. Like, they're, they're a yeah, fun, they're team, a fun to team to bet. They're a fun team to bet on because they they don't do this. They ain't going to have no 90-yard, eight-minute drives, which nah. I mean, is so infuriating. Oh, yeah, looking for points. They're like, I mean, they're going to either go three and out in 12 seconds or they're going to score in 45 seconds, you know? So it's like, it's – they're fun to watch. I do like Lane. By the way, when Trey Harris committed to Ole Miss, yeah. Lane Kiffin goes back to Trey Harris's tweets and retweets his tweet 
that he received an offer from Oklahoma. I mean, is he, that not I Lane just, Kiffin? I just love it. I, I really get a kick out of it. Come to the sip. <laughs> come to the sip. Going to the sip. Right, this is Bleed Tech Blue Radio. This yeah. Is, this is, Let's yeah. go ahead and take our first time out. We come back, continue discussing. We'll talk a little bit of Louisiana Tech football. Uh, I got some quarterback questions for Beck. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Be back right after this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Taylor. You can get us on the O'Neill Gas text line, 888-993-7762. The phone line's down tonight, but hey, we're making do. We were supposed to have Sonny Cumbie on tonight, but phone lines are down. We'll... Bumping back a couple of weeks. I was talking to the Tech SID today. I was like, I know recruiting will heat back up after the New Year, so we'll try to fit it in somewhere. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you this. So th- we talk all the time about quarterback. Tech played four quarterbacks this year, which is obviously not ideal. I think we can all agree that Parker McNeil was the number one guy when he was healthy. Right. Uh, was, I'm just I am bummed we didn't get to see him. Well, I think it was pretty cool. It, to, it was pretty cool to see kind of how he progressed. Yeah, I think I think like the first couple of games was really just truly. I mean, he he just needed some reps and he yeah. was getting better. I mean, he eliminated the turnovers, which were a big problem in the first few games. 
but he was getting better. And then the games when he got hurt halfway through the game, the game was in our hands when he was in there. Yeah, absolutely. Also got to see Matthew Downing. Uh, I think we could all agree that the play on the field was, we'll say, less than average. Right. Below average. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got to see the freshman, Landry Liddy, uh, who showed some flashes at times. Mm-hmm. We we came in here after- The problem was he showed the biggest flash yes. ever the first time he touched the ball. Exactly. We talked about that. After that Rice game, everybody was like, the franchise. Like We had calls on the postgame show like, He's the franchise. Yeah. Like that's some high expectations, knowing that you'd thrown like eight passes oh, in your just career. Being a fan is, is just uh, also fan. got to see Jack Turner a little bit against UTSA, a little bit against UAB as well. But here's the question I have for you: Parker McNeil gone due to graduation. We obviously aware Matthew Downing suffered a pretty serious knee injury against Rice, and I would be very surprised if he's back uh, at any point before fall camp. And that's probably even being a little bit more optimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, than we might should be. Uh, so you look at the returners. You got Landry Liddy be a sophomore, Jack Turner be a sophomore as well, and then beyond that, you've signed Evan Bullock, fantastic senior year at Anna High School, threw for over four thousand yards, fifty six touchdowns. I think he was in the top twenty uh, for Mister Football in the state of Texas. Phenomenal year. But I want to ask you this. With the transfer portal, obviously everybody's going to say you're three and nine. You better go get an experienced quarterback that can come in and get you to six and six at a minimum. At least get the program headed back in the right direction. But I'll ask you this: if you don't go get a transfer quarterback, as a fan, like does that kind of like? I'm not going to say temper your expectation because I don't think fans ever temper expectations. Mm. But, like, does it make you less excited for 2023? Uh, because I'll be yeah. honest with you. Like, I'm not the guy that says go grab a guy at the transfer portal just to grab one. Like, if you're going to get one, like, go get me a guy that's played football and has been successful at playing football. Yeah, I think, you know, Obviously, I think the big hope would be Liddy is is Takes up to speed and, and ready to go. So I think we saw early on some you know some stones for sure, and that was I think he's got a chance. Yeah, but it kind of leveled out his next few starts. Um, not super disappointing, but just nothing real flashy. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, he's eighteen. The kid's eighteen. Yeah. So give him another summer, a spring, summer, and a fall. Yeah, you'd hope he'd make some steps. If if there's anybody on that roster, like that's what we've heard about him over and over again is that he is such a hard worker, and it seems like he would be the guy that could take those would steps. Would emerge, yes. But I'm a big fan of competition in camp. And I agree my, with that. My fear is that Liddy's going to have no competition in camp. I'm, I like the guy, Downing, but I, it, I just don't see that. I don't see him being anything other than a backup. I just don't. And, and Who are ja- you talking about, Jack da- Turner? No, Downing. Oh, yes. Jack Turner – Honestly, showed a little promise. I don't, you know, we hadn't really heard much about him. That, I, here's that what I think be about more Jack of Turner. A surprise to anybody. Here's what I think about Jack Turner. Seeing him in those games, like very athletic, probably not as refined as a thrower right. at this point in his career. But you see the body, six five. I love it. Oh, I know you love it. He looks good in the uniform. But you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can see the makings of a quarterback. And he's a young he guy. How old is he? He's a, he'll be a sophomore. Yeah, he's a young guy too. So maybe you have it. Maybe he. I mean, maybe he blossoms and turns into a yeah, dude. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Maybe he he levels out and becomes a really good backup. But I think if if, if it's Liddy starting next year and he's all we got, I, I think you're looking at let's – I think the ceiling would be a bowl game. 
And, oh, oh and I do too. I agree. I think with that. you can win five or six games, seven games with with Liddy. And here's what I think too. And, and back to my point about don't just bring in a warm body at quarterback to have a warm body, because like that's kind of in a in a way what we saw last year. And I, I'm not taking anything away from Parker McNeil or Matthew Downing or you know whoever was brought in, but like you think if Tech went three and nine this year, and Landry Liddy started 12 games, you would be a lot more optimistic. Or, I say a lot more optimistic. You would at least have your answer. Right. Is he the future? Is he not the future? Because right now, as we stand, it's like, what does Landry Liddy need? What does Jack Turner need? They need more reps. Like, th- that's what they need. They need as many live reps against ones and twos as you can possibly get those guys right. if they're going to be able to get ready to lead your football team successfully. And so I think if you bring in a warm body, a guy that hasn't played, and obviously you're going to have the thought of, all right, he might can be my guy. He's going to provide that additional competition, which I think is incredibly valuable because it's one of the number one things we pointed to as far as why Jamar didn't improve probably as much as he should have throughout his career. He didn't really have anybody pushing him. But at the same time, it's like if you add a third guy into that mix when Downing's out with an injury – you're probably taking away reps from those guys that need them. Right. And so, like, I, and like we just said in the previous segment, it's an incredibly difficult spot to be in as a head coach because at the quarterback position, you kind of got to pick a guy and roll with him. Yeah. If you don't, you know, if you have two or three guys, you don't have a guy. Yeah. So, and you're dealing with, with dynamics of, you know, you're dealing with a position where only one dude can play and right. everybody and, wants to transfer. And you, and yeah. And you start, you start, you know, what, and you can't you can't just tiptoe around these guys either, you know. But like, I mean, you can't be like, I can't bring anybody in because Liddy would be upset. Like, no, you can't, you do, can't that. do that. But at the same time, it's like you may lose them. Yeah, I agree. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why, like, if you bring a guy in, he's got to be the dude. Like, now, if you want to bring in a Luke Anthony type guy that has played at the FCS level, he's been moderately successful, and it's like I think he's probably my guy. For 2023, you know, even if he got two years left, like, he's probably my guy to where I can redshirt Liddy a year, then he can be my backup, or, or even if that was Jack Turner. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can deal with that, but it's like, don't go bring in a guy that's the third stringer at Iowa State. Right. Like, no. don't just bring in the guy to be to bring in a guy because you need a fourth or fifth scholarship quarterback. Like, it's a very tricky discussion because you watch the portal, like, the portal's very tricky. Like, Brendan Lewis is a kid out of Melissa, Texas. Went 1-11 at Colorado. Decent numbers. He commits to Nevada. DJ at Clemson. Like, we we he's a guy that's more known on a national scale. But, like, you watch DJ as a freshman against Notre Dame. You're like, all right, number one pick here in a couple of years. Yeah. Now you're like, that dude can't play. No, he can't. And, like, I don't think he's ever going to be an NFL guy. But he's going to Oregon State, a program that won 10 games this year. Is that where he's going? Yeah. Bear Bryant's grandson. Didn't play a lick at Alabama. Didn't play a lick at Arizona State. He's headed to Clemson. Hmm. Like, everybody is looking for quarterbacks. Yes. Like, regardless of how good you are. Yeah, and my, you know, my fear, too, is now you have three guys on scholarship. Well, Jack's on scholarship, correct? Like, you have three guys in there that are sophomores or younger. It's like, and it's a young room. Room's going to get crowded. In a hurry, and those dudes—they're not all going to be here. So you got to figure out who you like, and you got to keep them. Well, exactly, and that's a tough thing. It's because Liddy wants to play, Jack wants to play, Evan Bullock ain't coming in here thinking he doesn't have a shot at the right. job. Like he saw how the season finished. It's going to be interesting. I, you know, I think I like Liddy. I really do. 
But you put Evan, Jack, and you put him right next to Landry Liddy. He ain't 6'5". He ain't 6'5", Ben. He ain't. Liddy's going to have to beat him out with his brains. You love a creative player at 6'5". All right. right. Nobody, and I mean nobody, plays NCAA and creates a 5'10 quarterback. All right? Nobody. 6'5", 225. Give me some armbands and a a shaggy haircut. Give me a visor. And a visor. Tommy Two Gloves. We win in the Heisman. You know, you know. I used to run a. I used to. I would be tech, and I'd have a creative player. You know, you could play your high school yeah. playoffs. You win yeah. state, get recruited to Alabama. You say, "I'm going to tech to build something." You go twelve and zero every single year. You're ranked in the top five, and then the next year, you you, st- you don't. We don't get the Heisman votes, even though you threw for twenty seven thousand yards, two hundred seven touchdowns, and three picks. And you don't get the You don't win the Heisman, and then the next year you're unranked again. Ridiculous. It's a, it's a rigged system. Let me ask you this. Say Tech goes into spring practice, starts up in March. Jack Turner, Landry Liddy get all the reps. Lonnie Ratliff gets a few reps as a walk-on. If you were Sonny Cumbie, would regardless of what you saw, is there anything in your mind that you could come out of a spring practice and say firmly, like this is my starting quarterback? Like, could you? Like, can you? What I'm saying is, I'm not saying that like you don't believe in those guys. I'm saying, can you evaluate that on a in a practice setting? Over the course of six weeks. No, I think so, 100%. Just because that's football? Yeah, I mean, like, when you know, you know. And that's what, that's like, you know, kind of people love the quarterback controversy, and we didn't know if it was going to be Downing or Parker. It's like, that's fun to talk about, but it's pretty concerning. Like, it's it's like, why do we not just have a dude that's going to be a team captain? Everybody loves, and everybody's oh, like, oh. I know you oh, want a team captain. Oh, it's 100% I, that guy. And I've like, been on I the other side of the fence on that. I've come to your side. Like you just don't, you just don't have a Trevor Lawrence and a whoever else that's really, really good battling it out in college and being like, guys, we really just got two guys that can lead us to a national champ. Like, no, you got two guys that both of them are kind of sucking just enough that you can't pay, make a decision. That's a good point. So if Liddy goes in this this spring, dominates, is the smartest one. He's the, executing the best. He's running the offense the best, and is the best leader on the team. If you're Cumbie, freaking name him. Name him your starting QB. Don't pull this. Well, we're going to check him out at Camp Fall Camp. Like, tell you what, ain't going to happen. Stick to your guns. Evan Bullock ain't going to come in this summer and just be that good that he's going to beat out if Liddy tears it up in spring. I agree with that. I, I think Evan Bullock's a little bit behind Name the eight him. ball. I'm with Downing's going to be rehabbing, unless Jack Turner just went to the Manning Passing Academy this <laughs> summer and just lights it up. Like, Big fan of the Manning. I Passing like Jack. Academy. I want him on the roster. I like Jack too. Good kid. Uh, Donald chimes in on the O'Neill Gats text line. Says Driscoll was watching a Tech bowl game. Tech quarterback threw an interception when he came to the sideline. Coach Skip Holtz hugged him instead of scolding him. Driscoll decided that was the kind of coach he wanted to play for. That that was the story on why Driscoll came to Louisiana Tech. I remember it That's now. Interesting. That's I a pretty it. cool story, yeah, I though. I love it. I love it. But, hey, like how interesting that Jeff Driscoll, quarterback at Florida, what, probably 21 years old, is watching La Tech in a 2014 Heart of Dallas bowl game. And now he's throwing passes for the worst organization in the NFL. Hey, let's Not even Dr- close. I agree, but hey, give Driscoll some credit. Hey, he's making it now. Dude, the dude has found himself a niche. Oh, was he six, year six, year seven in the league? I mean, he's got his pension. He's fine. Jeff was one of the nicest dudes ever. we got to take a break. Don't think he was a trash talker on the no. field. Let's go ahead, Terry. Next time I hear you listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, 
Sports Talk 97.7. Be back right after this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. At Diemble Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Bimble Motors Facebook page. At Bimble Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Hey DQ fans, December's got two, count them, two blizzard treats of the month. Say hello to the new Frosted Sugar Cookie and the returning Candy Cane Chill. New Frosted Sugar Cookie tastes like your favorite holiday traditions and also frosting, sprinkles, and of course, sugar cookies. Candy Cane Chill is packed with real candy cane pieces and choco chunks, blended in a peppermint perfection in our world-famous DQ soft serve. Try them both today, only at DQ, where happy tastes good. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk at 97.7. Thanks for joining us. BC, Beck Haynes, John Taylor. All right, Beck. Let's go rewind all the way back to June, July-ish. We get the... uh, old announcement that Liberty, New Mexico State, Sam Houston State, and Jacksonville State will enter Conference USA in 2023. Uh, also got later on in the fall that Kennesaw is coming in, but they're not coming in until 2024. So we'll leave them out of this discussion. But I want to kind of give you a rundown of what Conference USA is going to look like. Okay? All right. So you look at the teams that were in the league this year that will return next year. Western Kentucky went 9-5. and five. Did you see them in that bowl game against South Alabama? No, I didn't see it. Pretty salty. Middle Tennessee finished 8-5 and five this year. It's a tech team, okay. a team that Tech beat this year. Um, you look at UTEP, finished 5-7. and seven. Tech beat UTEP. FIU, 4-8. and eight. Louisiana Tech fell, uh, I believe it was double overtime, down in Miami. And then, of course, Louisiana Tech finished three and nine. Liberty finished eight and five. I, I think everybody would agree that's kind of the bell cow edition of the league. Well, I mean, Hugh Freeze is gone. 
Yeah, they've hired Jamie Chadwell. So, what, I mean, is there any fall off there? You think? I mean, possibly, but you look at Coastal is nine and three this year. Like, I, I don't think the fall off is going to be substantial. Okay. I'll put it that way. Right. Uh, New Mexico State finishes seven and six this year. Uh, Jerry Kill's first season uh, as the head coach of the Aggies. Actually, I'm going to pull up uh, New Mexico State's record by year. Um, seven and six. Keep in mind this year. You don't know the last time New Mexico State won seven. New Mexico State has won seven games in a season this year and only one other year. So two times since two thousand and three. Okay. Okay. So they're on an upward trajectory. Okay. Okay. Liberty eight and five. New Mexico State seven and six. Jacksonville State goes nine and two this year. Okay, Rich Rod, head coach, might have heard of him. All right, and then Casey Keeler with Sam Houston State. They finished five and four. FCS national champions in twenty twenty one, which is obviously, uh, you know, something to hang your hat on right. if you're Sam Houston State trying to make the transition to FBS. <laughs> uh, let me have this little nugget for you. With New Mexico State, obviously they won a bowl game yesterday. I believe they defeated Bowling Green in the Quick Lane Bowl. Conference USA members that will be in the league in 2023 finished three and one in bowl games this year. Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, New Mexico State with the victories. The nine CUSA members for 2023 are 21 and 10 in bowl games since 2014. And in that same time span, Sam Houston State and Jacksonville State have made 12 FCS playoff appearances. So I'll ask you, from where we were way back in the fall to where we are now, you're obviously a lot more optimistic about the league as a whole. But I'll also say this, like, if you're that fan that thinks Louisiana Tech's about to run Conference USA for the next however many years that they're in this version of it, like, I got some bad news for you. Yeah, it's not going to be. Like, preseason poll, like, Tech might be picked ninth or eighth out of nine teams. Like, it's not. I have a hard a time saying league. who they'd be ahead of. And I'm not saying that. In this current state, for in the last yes, few years, for yes, sure. Yes, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, And I'm not saying we're playing Alabama. But I'm just saying, like, and. There ain't no Stephen F. Austin week two. No, well, it is Northwestern State this year. Which we know what happened. Yeah, had to go there. But what I'm saying is like, and I, I we don't have a whole lot of control ourselves as fans. Folks that cover the program. But like this football program, like, need a little kick in the butt. Need a little more off. So I can tell you something, like like I just said, New Mexico State's moving up. Liberty's moving up. I know. Rich Rod's moving up. You you can now I'm not gonna sit here and say that you can't convince me that Tech's not gonna beat Jacksonville State or Sam Houston State or whoever it might be next year. I'm not saying that. But like if you're gonna tell me that Tech's gonna be a top two or three team in conference USA in twenty twenty three because the league sucks, I got news for you. Yeah, uh, nah, I ain't, ain't gonna happen. Yep. I ain't seen it right now. No. 
It's gonna. It's gonna be like th- there is a lot of work to do, and I'm not sitting here saying like so. Like obviously, Sonny Cumbie's head football coach. It ultimately falls on him, but there's a lot of things going on within the program that it, it's gonna take some effort to get it fixed. Probably starts with the Jimmys and Joes more than the old X's and O's. You know what I'm saying? I do. This is this is a. It's time for there be a little cultures. I think we. Get, there was a culture shift. I think so. With Cumbie coming in. That's I, one I of the questions I was going to ask Sonny Cumbie. It's like about the culture shift. <clears throat> and not just like obviously you got to shift the culture, but let me ask you this. Now that he's been here a year, do you think I hate to use the word less priority on it, but like do you think some of that culture stuff kind of starts to take shape to where it doesn't have to be Man, prioritized to, as much? It has to, I mean, all right. Look at it this way. A dating relationship. Okay. The first year, immensely different than years two, three, and four. God, you got about a lot of flowers. I mean, you you're trying to get to know them. You're you're not maybe not. You're on your best behavior. Got to text way too much. You got to yeah. You're you know, good night and good morning. Oh yeah. And this year it's like, hey, let's have some fun and win some ball games. All right. Like, I've I've done everything I can to prove to you. So no longer is it that I deserve to be. So no longer are you having to place the priority on you better make it to your eight a.m. class. You better not be late for weights. You better not be I mean, late. Some to of the that meeting. stuff's just answered already. Like you know how you know like, how you know it goes. How, but I'm saying like your players now understand right what the expectation is, so that you can now. I hate to say focus more on the football aspect of it because yeah. I'm not saying I mean you were establishing your culture and what this program is going to be like and now you can focus on like you got all the 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 intricacies of of the schedule and all that in place. And, and I also like, think, go develop some dudes. Well, and I also think too like we we talk about Trey Harris transferring, Tyler Grubbs transferring, Kershawn Fisher transferring. When you're into year 2 of a new regime like all 100 guys or 110 guys that are in that locker room like should have a pretty firm grasp of this is where they want to be. Right. Like, now, I could understand an older guy a year ago saying, all right, I kind of want to stick around, kind of feel things out, see if I like this stat, whatever. Like, year two, like, you should be locked in. You should believe in the vision. I can tell you one guy that believed in the vision. Who's that? Noah White, holder of the year. Oh, holder of the year. Prestigious award. How do you think he won that? Uh, he, he held for a left and a right-handed kicker and didn't have any mistakes. If you can hold for a left and right-handed kicker. I mean, footed. I said that the other day. The exact same. Walked into the same trap. I mean, are they not left and right-handed? Probably. Probably. It's just not important. Maybe Barnes and Buck. <clears throat> Barnes and Buck booting it. Booting it. But I don't know. I, I, I would think that, like you said, like year two, like things are a little more settled. It's just got to be such Still a... Still lost 14 like, in a row on the road. Even if it's just from a coach's, like, clarity of mind. <laughs> or co- comfort. Comfort, like, get... Like, I'm scared I'm going to be in the meeting and I'm going to forget my guy's name. Like, that may be a... That may take up some brain power. Do you think that Sonny Cumbie, in a sense, and I'm not saying this is what happened, but, you know, we, we talked to... You know, every year you see turnover on a coaching staff. This right. guy leaves, that guy leaves, this guy's fired, that guy's fired. Do you think in his mind was like... Let me just let me just keep this whole staff together for another year for that reason. Like, we don't have to take time to get to know one another. We don't have to take time 
to review practice scripts. We don't have to take time to understand what each guy prioritizes in his individual player position meetings. Right. Like, and I'll be honest, I think there's a lot of value to that. Yeah, there is. And it's just knowing like, how think, each other works. Yeah, and, the continuity of it is... Knowing the expectations. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of importance. And then let's not forget that these guys are all moving their families to Ruston. Yeah, getting settled in. Getting settled in. Trying to figure out where their kids are going to school. Who's picking them up? Well, right, better figure that out. Now they can just focus on recruiting, going to get some dudes. I hope we can get some dudes in here. I need some. I need some people to be excited about. You know, I think Miles Brooks gets drafted this year. Tech didn't have anybody drafted in twenty twenty. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the uh, what the competition's like in the old DB department, but need to get a guy drafted. I mean, I saw a nice highlight of a meet getting burned by Keenan Allen last night when they were talking about Keenan Allen. I mean. Hey, Meek's doing. He's playing. Meek looked a little chilly up in Pittsburgh. That the other a little night. chilly. So he had to play ninety eight percent of the snaps. Though. That's. I mean, Not he's too playing. Shabby. Might get that second contract. You Good think? for him. Good for him. Good for him. Hmm. Dave, let's go ahead. Take our next time out. We come back. Take a look back at twenty twenty two for Louisiana Tech in the old athletic department. Uh, that's a bright spots. Had some uh, less than bright spots. Uh, we'll break it all down. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk at 97.7. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dream, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29. And thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst. And the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me. And to a seven-year-old... That means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil. And Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. 
Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Unnamed texter on the O'Neill Gas text line. Has Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina decided where he's transferring? Will he follow his coach, Jamie Chadwell, to Liberty? McCall has actually not decided where he's transferring. Uh, interestingly enough, he's playing for Coastal tonight, which I, that would never happen that is, for me. Yeah. Like uh, you if you're a coach, how do you let him go out there? And if you're a player, how do you go play? Yeah, I, I don't get that uh, by any stretch. Uh, real quick, uh, here's some updated transfer portal numbers. All right, are you ready? Since August the 1st, 96 players in the MAC have entered the transfer Ooh. portal. Okay. 44% of those have found a new home. Okay. Uh, 119 Sunbelt players have entered the portal. 36% of those have found a home. <laughs> Uh, 99 AAC players have entered the portal. 35% have found oh, Those are low numbers, Ben. 103 Mountain West players. Only 32% have found a home. Jeez. 84 Conference USA players have entered the portal. I think about 15 are Tech. Uh, 26% have found a oh, home. I'll just start you a new team. Uh, then you look at Independence. Uh, 46 per- players have entered. 30% have found a home. Uh, in total, looking at the G5, only 35% of players have found a new home. I'd I mean, be, that's this is what you put up at the end of the year and say, guys, you just let you know. Leave. I, I, I'd be interesting to know the numbers and be impossible to put together about players that either moved laterally or moved up. Yeah. I would bet it's 10% or less. Because if you're moving down, like, Probably should have played where you're at unless you really want to play. Right. Which I don't have an issue with. So, right. uh, l- Let's take a look back at, at the year in review for Louisiana Tech. I, I guess, do you want to start with conference realignment? Like, that whole deal to me. And I know you... Was that this? I mean, when did that start? Like, was it that, was officially announced in June. Oh, middle of June. Which, okay. that seems like an eternity ago. It does. That the six schools from Conference USA were moving to the AAC. I'm interested to hear from Louisiana Tech fans on the O'Neill Gas text line, 888 That, for me, and I, I, a lot of people want to say, oh, it's this person's fault, it's that person's fault, you weren't prepared for this, you were, were prepared for this, but you didn't have a clue what was going on, blah, blah, I don't care. Like, for me, that was a really, really, really low point. Yeah, it was. I think there was initially some optimism about where we might go. Yeah, I think like a we, lot of Tech fans thought, thought they would get into the right. AAC. Yeah, and then it was, uh, oh, we don't want the Sun Belt. And then it was, oh, gosh, do we want, maybe we want the Sun Belt. Yeah. And then it was, we didn't even get in the Sun Belt, and we're like, oh, God. Well, I, I yeah. said one of my best tweets ever. I said, you think the LHSAA would take us? Got a lot might. of traction. They might. They, at that point, I mean, that pretty was Pretty good kinda, tweet on your behalf. That, not bad. I was pretty excited about it. But, I mean, that was kind of where we like, we were, we just kept, you know, it was kind of like, uh me with somebody on draft day that thought they were going top three and dropped down to the last round. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Don't know if he hit the last round, but you, you know, kind of the same back thing. Back into yeah, the first. Back into the, like, you know, we're just like, yeah, yeah, we'll be up here. And then it's like, well, maybe not. And it's like, all right, we'll definitely go here. Let me ask you this. Like, Do you think from a fan base perspective, and I'm not saying that every fan base doesn't have this same thought process, and I'm not saying it's necessarily a, a bad way to 
think about your school. Obviously, you're passionate about it, but mm. do you feel like, in some respects, the Louisiana Tech's fan base thinks they're a little more upper tier than they might be really be? Yeah, I think that, I think that's what a couple a uh, couple of years of bowl games will do for you, you know, and uh, being in Conference USA contention. Uh, but when you pair that with a couple of really bad years, you just look silly, and that's kind of. I what's think happened. you do. Yeah, I, I also think, it, and this is kind of crazy to say, and like we've said a thousand times on the show, it's time for Skip Holtz to go. But there was a lot of blowback when Skip Holtz was fired. As far as, you know what I'm saying? That was at the back end of 2021. But there was a lot of blowback as far as, like, why do you fire a coach? Like, are you too good for a coach that led you to seven bowl games? Blah, blah, blah. Has one, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I'm not saying that, like, obviously that was the right move for Louisiana Tech at that point in time. But I also think that is one of the reasons that Louisiana Tech kind of gets that elitist type of stamp put on it, maybe. I don't think Tommy McClellan's comments about ULL and the Sun Belt helped all that much either. No, they didn't. And I, I know sometimes we put too much stock into what's said on Twitter because that's probably not the real world, obviously. But when we went through all that conference realignment stuff, like, as a fan, I was just like, oh boy, like, this is rough. And now, you asked me six months later, we just got done talking about it earlier in the show. Looks like Conference USA is going to be okay. And I, listen, I'm not here to say that they're about to be the AAC and that New Mexico State's going to go play in the Sugar Bowl. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But you're also not playing 0-12, 0-12, 0-12, 12 every week. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's maybe so- tech, we just need a, a year or two to see what it looks like. You know? Possibly, but uh, th- that goes back to the instant gratification, though. You don't get that opportunity in a lot of cases. And I, I think, too, you know, obviously... I wonder, in hindsight, you can never get the answer to this question, but, like, does Sonny Cumbie take this job knowing that this is what Conference USA 4.0 looks like? I think yeah, I think he does. He's the first year looking for his first opportunity. You think? Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm just you asking. just turn down a head coaching job. I mean, he'd been a power I mean, five for, assistant coach for or OC I for, know. like, eight years. I, yeah, but, I mean, how many people, maybe not that many people went calling before that. Well, that's fair. And this is a great – this is not a super high expectation. Let's be real. It's not a super high expectation place like some other places. That's true. I, I think sometimes that uh, – do you think Sonny Cumbie – and I, I hate to keep using him because obviously like it's, it's a tough discussion to have when you're coming off a three and nine year. But like, do you think he ever opens the Twitter and is like, dead gummit, like, do you not know how hard <laughs> it is to win? Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying. If you're like, at this, if and you're I'm not saying position, we have a bad fan base no. who like tweets you all. No, the time. but he's but he's been an athlete. Now he was there before the Twitters, but he's heard it all. I mean, at the, you get to the head coach position if you're offended by what's on the Twitter, like it ain't probably not the right, spot, not the right for spot. spot. Unnamed texter said the realignment announcement was a low blow, but it should have been a call to action. What have we done since the announcement? What are our plans? Let's get it in gear. Fans, alums, they'll all give money if we know where we're going. I agree. I agree 100%. I don't know what's going on. I said this last week. From a football perspective, Tech opened the suites in 2017. The new press box. Great. Beautiful. Looks well. Looks great next to the Davidson Athletic Complex. Looks awesome. But since then, what have we done to move forward? Like, we have a vision of, like, what we want to do as far as becoming an attractive G5. Like, we hear it 
relayed from Eric Wood. We've talked to him numerous times. Tremendous interview. I think he's a great guy. I think he's done a lot of great things for Louisiana Tech. But one thing you hear the most from those middle, the middlemen, I guess, from a money perspective is like, what's the plan? Because, you know, you want to talk about NIL perspective. Like, if you want to pay guys, you know, say you want to play it, pay every player, let's say $6,000 a year. Yeah. 500 bucks a month. Yep. Like, I would imagine you could go grab 2,000 alums and say, hey, I need a couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred, you know what I'm saying, and, and raise some money. Now, it, are those people going to make a massive difference and give you the $1 million check? Probably not. Does Tech have the manpower to go to those middle guys and say, hey, I need a little check here, a little check there? It Probably not either. So I, I think that's a very difficult job, but that's a very good text. Like, like, what is the vision? What is the goal? Do you want to play in the AAC? Do you want to play in the Sun Belt? Are we happy in Conference USA? Obviously, to the public, like, let's be honest. Like, you got to say you're happy in Conference USA. Right. Like, you can't come out point blank and be like, oh, yeah, Judy snoozing on the job, going to bed at 7 with her nightlight. That's what we do. That's our job. Yeah, like, that's what she does. Like, I think we all understand that. <laughs> but it's also hard to relay that to a fan base. Like, it, I... I don't know. I just think that that's the tough message to get across. But for me in 2022, I think that was the low blow for the year. And we're going to talk about some of the highs in the next segment. But I also think to follow that up with a three and nine football season, like thank goodness for baseball and and everything. Oh yeah. But Beck, let's let's think back. Like, what's the last time you felt this way about the Tech football program? Like, it's been a long. long I feel better this year than I did last year. Last year was I like, don't disagree. Oh my gosh, like well, something's got to change. Well, I thought last year kind of got mailed in last three, four weeks yeah. of the year. I, I didn't feel putting that it nicely. Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel like this team mailed it in. But it's like we said earlier. Like you got to start showing some resemblance of a pulse here. Yeah, in twenty twenty three, and it's probably the easiest non conference schedule that you're going to get when you talk about SMU, Northwestern State, North Texas. And Nebraska. Right, right. Like, the old corn-fed boys up mm. in Lincoln, Nebraska, ain't going to put any fear in anybody these days. <laughs> like, I wouldn't think. SMU's breaking in a new quarterback. Northwestern's Northwestern. North Texas breaking in a new head coach. Nebraska's bre- Like, this is, like I, I said earlier, New Mexico State, Sam Houston State, Jacksonville State, all entering into your conference, and they're probably better than you thought. At the same time, like they're making a transition themselves, like, yep. like you got to be able to take advantage of some of that just because you got some longevity, and you hope that that starts to pay off on the field. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm opt, I am optimistic, Ben. I don't. This is a tech is in just such a weird, a weird space, you know. Like this is. I also hate to be the guy that's like tech can't compete in this era. Like I know there's so many other schools across this country that, that truly have no hope. Like they're just never going to be anything. Uh, yeah. And exactly. I think the reason we're frustrated about where we are is because we know it could be better. Like I, I know we can do it. Yeah, we've look. been we've been there. We've been near the top, not top, but near the progressing forward every year. Like yeah. we've been. Well, and that's a good point you say about schools that have no hope. Like let's be honest for a sec. UMass what? has no hope. UMass has no hope. Like I'll. I'll I'll pinpoint all the Mac schools. Like, you turn on a Mac game on a Wednesday night, and I know Texas will be playing on Wednesday night. Like, those dudes, like, like Texas went up to Bowling Green in 2019, and, like, that wasn't a close game. No. 
Like, they had no shot to compete with Tech. No. And, like, I don't think Tech played that well. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you, the, the I, thing that Louisiana Tech always has for it is, like, we are in the, like, the football mecca. Access to talent. Yes. Yeah. Like, we are in the South. And football is a big deal in Louisiana. It's a big deal in Texas. Like, we're always going to have the chance to be relevant in our conference. Now, we're going to have years where it's, it's ugly. Down. Yep. Yeah, we're going to have years where we go to six bowl games in a row, seven bowl games in a row. Like, that's going to happen. But, like, th- this this will never die to the extent that some other schools truly are fighting an uphill battle being in the north where they wrestle and play volleyball. Yeah. Because yeah, they're you- indoor sports. Oh, not a big volleyball guy. I am. I just... Let's go ahead, there. Next time out, we come back. We'll take a look at some of the highs of 2022. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. At Diemble Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Bimble Motors Facebook page. At Bimble Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Hey, DQ fans, December's got two, count them, two Blizzard treats of the month. Say hello to the new Frosted Sugar Cookie and the returning Candy Cane Chill. New Frosted Sugar Cookie tastes like your favorite holiday traditions and also frosting, sprinkles, and, of course, sugar cookies. Candy Cane Chill is packed with real candy cane pieces and choco chunks, blended in a peppermint perfection in our world-famous DQ soft serve. Try them both today, only at DQ, where happy tastes good. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe, 97.7. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Beck Ains. <laughs> BC, John Tabor. All right, highs for 2022. Baseball for Conference sure. championship. Like, winning that conference championship, like. Gotta love it. And, hey, it was. All right, let me ask you this, though. Ask me. And I know Tech didn't win the conference title in 2021, but does it beat that Saturday in the uh, conference tournament? No, I don't, you know. Gosh. I don't you think it does. You love the hardware, but the, but the feeling in the Joe after getting the, the new stadium. Track? 
after everything that happened, beating Southern Miss twice on walk-offs. Like, like that was hard. Like, that would be hard to top. I mean, I know it wasn't the conference championship, but I just – I don't. It's like I don't even care, you know. Like I just. It was I know. So I'm with awesome. you. No, I'm so with good. you. But winning that conference championship down there uh, in Hattiesburg, uh, walk off style to boot uh, for Steel Netterville and Matoya. Oh, Phil. Phil. Oh, Phil. Need to get him in oh, here. Right soon. center gap. Yeah. 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 Uh, th- no, that was pretty sweet. Uh, second straight regional for the Diamond Dogs. Can we say Texas baseball school? Oh, I mean, another three and nine year, and we are the biggest baseball school you ever seen. Did softball win one? Yes, regular season. I mean, look at us, the Diamond Dogs. What do they call the uh, Lady Texters? The Lady Texters. Average fan. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say uh, no, it was a really good year on the Diamond. There, there is no denying that. Also, that game against LSU at home at the Love Shack, like. Tech fans have been waiting a long no, time for that. It was cold. That weather was brutal. Trey Morgan was awful. Like, it was glorious. Man, the Trey time Morgan, of my life. Uh, let me say, tell you something. Trey Morgan ain't trying to come back to the shack. Is he going to? He got another year to go to the draft. Yeah, he's, he's back another year. Back. Pretty good player, but uh, had a rough night. <laughs> Forgot how to catch the old ball at first base. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. Worried about his hat staying on his head, but yeah, you know, kind of looked good doing it, you know? Um. Another high point, Louisiana Tech had four players drafted in the top ten mm. rounds of the MLB draft. Oh, Krigger, mm. Taylor Young, mm. uh, help me, I'm searching, Ryan Jennings. Parker Bates was last year. Okay. Forgetting Cade Gibson, shout Cade. out. Yep. Oh, Cade, yep. going in the old ninth round. Uh, yeah, that, that was, pr- I mean, I think I looked it up, like, maybe hasn't happened ever. Okay. Four players in the top ten rounds for Louisiana Tech. Lane Burrow's like, let's be honest here for a sec. Like, he must love it here. We got to get him in the studio. You want to? I think he'd come on. Try next week. All right. You want to? Yeah. You think? I don't really want to talk about tech football anymore. You think he would uh, admit to us that he's a big workout specialist? Uh, I don't think you'd have to like. I don't think he could hide it. You know, it's like. Coach, you work out. He's like, oh, not much. I'm like, this All right, time you're of year for a baseball coach is they're getting ready for the month of January and really crank that puppy up. You think he's got a little jitters right now, saying, "Boys, you think he walks in that first day of January, that first team, boys, this is what we've all been waiting for." Goes out there and grabs a little turf and puts it, chews it up a little bit, <laughs> spits it out. <laughs> spits it out. <laughs> boys, y'all been wanting, y'all been waiting for this moment for a long, long time. Long time. There is there is not much better than baseball season. I'll tell you that. You going to go to a lot of games? Yeah, I think this year. Going to bring Little Man with you? Yeah, probably not the little guy, but I'll bring the older ones. They uh, well, well, easy entertainment out the shack. A little easy entertainment. Let them run around with a little BTB uh, co-host. I'll let you take my kids. Yep. 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 We'll be uh, around. Oh, you're going to have a little one. Yeah, I don't know Mrs. how many BTB games. are not getting out too much this spring. Don't know how many early games I'll make early yeah. in the year. Um, another high point. Lady Texters and Dunkin' Dogs make it to the Conference USA Championship games. I uh, believe uh, for the men, you got to go all the way back to, I believe, 2014, the last time they'd made the championship game. That was a speedy-led team. Mm. Uh, this team was led by Kenneth Lofton Jr. Uh, did you ever think Kenneth Lofton Jr. would really make it in the NBA? No, this this is... <laughs> right up your alley, huh? I mean, this, 
So what, what's his? He's gotten in some. He's yeah, he's played two-way sixty-seven contract. games. Yeah, just lighting up the G League. Like I mean, twenty-seven a night. This is like one of those things when you say like he could make it, but he's going to have to really turn it up and get better. It's like, well, it freaking happened. Okay, <laughs> yes. like, he did what he needed. Like what else does do? he have to do? Sounds like he benefited from a little uh, structure, a nutrition plan, maybe. Yeah. So they, I mean, but that's what a team's got to look at and be like, man, this guy was this good, and he ain't even trying. Like he yeah. ain't he ain't doing he ain't even trying. Doesn't have the discipline as a twenty year old, which is not that shocking. Played in the middle of COVID. You were a big hot pocket guy when you were twenty two. <laughs> Love with my hot pockets. Uh I mean, that super pumped for him. I hope he I hope he I here's the deal. I'm not saying if you dominate the G League, you're just like a guaranteed but but that's what you gotta do. Uh, yeah. If you want to go to the NBA, you yeah. gotta dominate the G League. No, I agree. And I think too, you look at the roster he's with with Memphis, like that's a team that was number one in the West last year. Like, don't think it's all that surprising that he's played minimal minutes because like where are you gonna get the minutes from? Yeah, like the John team Moran don't ain't giving yeah. his up. Like, you wanna send him to the Charlotte Hornets to play with Leangelo Ball, he'll probably play a little more. Right. No doubt. Like I know you're big on the ball boys. I love them. Love them. Um, looking at some other highs from 2022, uh, tough to go from there. Yeah. Wasn't a great year in tech athletics. Now we mentioned the softball team, mentioned the baseball team, mentioned both basketball teams, but like we talk about every week, like football kind of dominates the spectrum. And when you're not that great at football, like you're not overly optimistic. Like if you want to look at an optimistic part for Louisiana tech, I guess you could say like, uh, you laid the foundation. Yeah, you laid the foundation. You got to play at Clemson, and the boys had a good trip. And uh, you got through the first year. You, 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 you're hoping the coaches can, you know, they know what they're dealing with. Yeah, you, you established the Island boys. Yeah, that's right. One of them left. Straight for the Had them for a hot minute. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, college football playoff this weekend. Uh, looking forward to it. A lot of bowl games on you know Saturday. What astonishes me is just like, I mean, you start in August or whatever, fall camp, whenever it is. Football, 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 and then you got a game every weekend except for one. Yep. And then you just take like a month and a half off, and then you play the biggest games of the year. It yep. blows my mind. So you don't? Do you think the players dislike that though, or do you think? Can you imagine like you finish your last game, the championships or whatever, and you're like, "Cool, cool, cool." Got four or five weeks before I play. Again. It's only four teams. I know, but it's like four. Like you go to practice knowing you're four weeks away from playing again. I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying. Four weeks, man. Three weeks, whatever. Do you think that uh, Georgia's the uh, lock? I mean, if you're, yeah. Georgia or the field? To me, it's Georgia. But, I mean, as you like to say, they're 18 to 22-year-old kids, anything can happen. I just don't want to see Stetson Bennett win again. I know. it's, (sighs) But they are just just a sound team, you know? I don't have – I mean, I would love to see TCU surprise, but my fear is that I want TCU or Michigan. I want good games. I, I well, do, that's true. I don't care about Michigan. I don't. You I, don't like Harbaugh? No. I mean, I like him fine, but their teams are always just really boring to me. Oh, because like, they run the ball with they the run the I ball. Formation. I format. Don't love it. But you love the NFL on Sundays. That's interesting. Yeah, mm. NFL's way better. You love a good I formation on a Sunday. Do you? I won't. Uh, all right. Let me ask you this. All right. Should Tech fans be pulling for Sonny Dykes? Oh, or should uh, they Sonny just not, Dykes. Should they not really care? I mean, quite frankly, I mean, I don't okay, care. here's the deal. Like, I, I think it's probably good for the pedigree of our program to say, hey, we've had coaches come here and then move they on and be successful. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Like, we were on their path. 
So a coach doesn't think this is just a total dead-end situation. We ain't a dead-end job. We sent Derek Dooley to Tennessee, and he was highly successful. True. And we sent uh, the skipper to the USFL. Oh, we sent him to the Pro League. (laughs) That's a good point. Uh, See, who do you think, Georgia or Ohio State? Uh, I think Ohio State is – they're not – they're not built to last. I love that Ohio State's a fraud every year. Oh, they're just they're just fraudulent, aren't they? They won one with my boy Urban, but <laughs> your boy. <laughs> remember when they had twelve gauge uh, quarterback? I remember, yeah, and then he was oh he went to the draft like way early, and everybody's like, whoa, dude! Like <laughs> aside from you being able to throw it two and a half miles, hey, like you got no other tangibles. <laughs> you got fifteen minutes of fame, Cardell Jones, yeah, and Jamarcus Russell, yeah. Way back in 2003. They're sitting on on their couch from Marketplace somewhere together and being like, hey, remember when we were almost Who wants to pay for my Vimeo? (laughs) I'll give them a visit. All right, so who do you think, Michigan or TCU? Uh, I think Michigan, um, even though I don't like them. uh, Okay, there's just teams that are like the flashy, high-powered teams, score a lot, don't play a lot of defense. Like, I just – those are great. In season, but they just don't last in the playoffs. You know why I like TCU? Sweet unis. Sweet. Never know what you're getting week to week. Yep, never know what you're getting week to week. Do you think Jim Harbaugh, Tapes, you can answer this too, do you think Jim Harbaugh uh, will entertain going back to the NFL if he wins a natty this year? I think he'll entertain it regardless. You just think he likes a good tease. All right, my prediction is Michigan and Georgia play in the national championship and Georgia wins by a million. It's not even close. Not a close game. And Jim Harbaugh ends up as the head coach of the Colts. I mean, it ain't going to be Jeff Saturday. Hell, uh, Jim Irsay wants it to be. You think? Oh, yeah, there ain't no doubt. His dream is to hire Jeff Saturday. I mean, and after, they, after they won that first game, you know Jim was like, I am a genius. And then they blew a 33-0. to zero Do the lead. Colts have the worst collection of quarterbacks? <laughs> Here's the deal. You, know fa- you know my favorite phrase ever is? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, and bringing freaking Matt Ryan in. Oh, I know. A stupid game. He was now, so Carson dumb. Wentz, I actually believe in a little bit. And, like, here's the funny thing. Why do thing. you give up on him after a year like, to go to Matt uh, Ryan? Exactly. They were one. They were, he, was, he played a terrible game, but they win that game. They're in the playoffs. And know. then you leave them, and then you go four and nine and one with a dude that is 107 years old and, and wasn't good where he came from. I, I've never been a Matt Ryan guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't want him anywhere near my football team. Unless we're playing against him. Because then I know I have a chance, even if we're down by 100. Then you'll be jacked. He I, was up 33 zilch at the Vikings. I just, oh, that is, that is, that is tough. Do you think the Vikings have any chance of winning a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? Because he's my least favorite. So after, the after the, it was 33 to 6, 36 to 3. And I had a thought to myself, man, if the Vikings somehow came back and won this game, like I will believe the NFL is rigged. <laughs> and then they did it. But but not the way that I thought. So. All right, let's go ahead and take our final timeout. We come back. I got a bone to pick with Beck Haynes. It's been brewing for uh, about 75 minutes. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. 
At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal Housing Lender. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. The snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we put a bow on this Tuesday night. BC, Beck Haines, John Tabor. Appreciate you joining us. All right, Beck. All right, Ben. Uh, semifinals of uh, fantasy football this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're moving on. To the championship. I, the first, my first championship appearance. Um, I lost by 60. Yeah, not even close. All year, been saying this is your league. Uh, Obviously not. But I got a question for you. Okay. Is it true? Hmm. You were texting other members of the league saying, I hope BC loses. Yeah, I don't know why you, you you think that I'm like, I'm like, uh, like, I'm like, I've been caught like a deer in the headlights. Like, I say it to your face. I absolutely did not want you to win. <laughs> okay. I see you way too much to, uh, I already have to deal with your text messages, but I also see you more than any other l- member of the league, and I didn't really want to hear it for the next few months. Now, your brother is a close second of who I do not want to That's who you'll play for the title. And that's who I'm playing. So th- there was a Carlisle semifinal, and uh, that's, a, that's a bad situation. Yeah, one of them's going to win. One of them's going to win. If I'm being totally honest. Are you honest, optimistic no, this week? I'm really not, but I'm also a pessimist when it comes to this stuff. But I just I don't love I don't love uh, the team. My team actually like I would say they all balled out this week except my quarterback. But I'm like I mean every time I looked I was like oh good for them oh oh best best game of the season yeah and somehow I had Aaron Jones and he got five carries so yeah like, make it make sense uh, no, that's the most yeah it's frustrating so all right, I mean I, my guy the the boys have got to go off okay so let, let's inform our listeners of uh, the old punishment this week. Hmm. Or this year no, for the right, league, right? Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm. I used to be commission. I'm not commission anymore. Uh, you've kind of turned it up now I'm, that you've. Uh, I've turned. I've turned that part of that part over. You've gotten back focused. Yeah, got back focused. So some of the punishments. So the. So let me just let you into some insight. You probably understand this about our league. We probably talk fantasy football way too much. Uh, 
winner of the league gets to decide loser of the league's punishment this year. Yeah. I, my concern with this is that there was there's four options presented, but there was no – like there was way too many loose ends. And so I'm like, what's going to happen is they're, you're going to start saying, well, you got to do this. And they're going to be like, whoa, 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 you never said we had to do that. You know, you never yeah, said – this part of it. But you know what? Not my not my deal. No, I'm not the commission anymore. Yep. I ran a tight ship when I was commish. Yeah, that's exactly I knew that right, I wasn't so. going to be in, in the conversation for the worst team, so I was like, doesn't matter to me, you know? Mm-hmm. But what are we looking at? We got the – one of the – punishments was uh run a marathon or half marathon in your living room yes 13.1 miles in, in the, the old, old living room we uh Hope actually got the carpet we actually have a one league member that's in contention for last he travels for work and lives out of a camper and uh would man, be tough it's gonna be tough to not pick that one for him if he loses and i win i know tabe would love a tabe would love a half marathon in his living room <laughs> Uh, the other one was I had to do this when you wake up for 30 days in the middle of the night and pie yourself in the face. But this year's You're, not pie. Yeah, but that's the thing. We haven't even – I don't even think we've we've talked about this it. This year you got to eat a chili dog. No, I think that was the, something thrown around, but I don't think it was locked down. I, honestly, I would appreciate eating a chili dog every night. No, you wouldn't. You would not. Heartburn galore. Uh, and there was like some workout plan one, and then it was something about like chugging some, some briskies and running a 5K or something. Yeah. Five, I'm not interested in either of those two. Okay, so you're picking. Well, here's half why I like or no, 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 I'm probably not doing the half marathon. Uh, the two a.m. deal is my favorite because it like I did it. It's it's terrible. Like going to bed at ten thirty every night, knowing you you got to wake up in a minute. It's terrible. And is and it hard you, to go back to sleep? It, it wasn't that bad because you're just so tired. Yeah. But I had to like pie myself in the face and then wash my face. So sometimes it would take a minute. But other members, I mean, you who should have shaved the beard back then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And uh, but the the thing that I would be most looking forward to is every morning you wake up to a video. Of, it's like, <laughs> like oh yeah, while I was sleeping, they had to do that. Let me watch this video. Like, well, maybe that's what we'll get. Maximum to. league enjoyment. Maybe you'll win, but I sure as heck hope you don't. Yep, I yeah. Rooting for your brother. Dave, you in two Super Bowls as well in the old fantasy league? I am. Are two you of them. are you optimistic? I am. Money leaks. One of them, yes. The other one, eh, not really. Eh. Okay, all right. Tabes, that's a uh, that's kind of big time. We might come in here next week with two uh, two champs. Ain't gonna be you. No, it ain't. And you're happy about that? Yeah, because you just all year long. This is my league. It's my league. I've done blah blah blah. Like, sorry, I'm confident. I- anytime you want to <laughs> make it a twelve man. Tabes, Tabes, we got a look, co- we got a couple members of the league we could probably do without. Tabes, right? I'll be honest with you. I don't think I could compete in a league with you. Also, you got green text messages. I'm just not interested in adding you to the group message. And you're a little too competitive <laughs> football, fantasy football-wise than your boy because you really scout the old mock drafts a little That's too right. much. You may, you may sweep the board. Yeah. We got a couple of guys that are lucky to get it, get their lineup set. <laughs> yes. I tell you what, the London games woo, wreaked havoc on the league this year. So you're saying easy money? Yeah, yo, half- Dave, that's what I'm telling you. Halfway through church, being like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot, forgot, <laughs> forgot my lineup. Yeah. I'm fine." Yeah. Uh, last text before we get out of here. Will the people said so? Outside of football, Tech had two basketball teams get to the conference finals. Baseball and softball win regular season conference title with baseball. Winning the tournament sounds like a pretty good year. Will the people, you are a good, good man, sir. Uh, I guess we should have been a little more optimistic. We probably we probably put a little too much weight on the old football aspect of it. So, appreciate you joining us tonight from Bleed Tech Blue Radio. We had a great time. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and hope you have a Happy New Year for Beck Haynes. For our producer, 
John Tabron, BC, thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. At can Golden I, State. I, and Jeez. and he was in Golden State, man. He had, he had made. But he gave that up, man. He's a class guy. The only problem with him, he's a good soul. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He cares so damn much. In today's world with athletes, we're, we're the ones who take off for a birthday party. He cares. And he's a good man. He's a good soul. He's raised by his mother. I think he's a great American. I'm Get your facts right. It was I a wedding. It, it, it was a wedding for the guy. Yeah, no, no, Wait, no. He talk, he's, but he's talking, talking about, about Brady. Uh, no, we're talking about uh, Jason Tatum took off for oh, his son's okay. birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. Can, there you go. Yeah. All right. We appreciate your call. Bad. Thank you. 877-99 on Fox. Adam in Philadelphia. You're on the Odd Couple. Talk to us, Adam. Hey, fellas. Rob, I heard you earlier with Doug Gottlieb uh, filling in for uh, for Dan Patrick earlier. That was a good show, by the way. Man, thank you. I, you know, me and Doug always get into it. You know it. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I like both of y'all individually on your shows, hearing y'all together for the first time. That was cool, man. That was solid. Thank you. Where are you? Are you going to give uh, KD his props? He was right about this, no? As, as a Philly fan, obviously I'm reluctant to admit this, but <laughs> but he was right. I'm still mad that he had to get Seth out of the trade, but he was right. He was right. Yeah. Steve Nash just wasn't a good coach. That team struggled. You know that. Anybody who watched that Nets team, it was always a struggle. And now look at them. They're playing cohesive. They play defense. They're ranked in the top uh, 12 in defense, I think, after the last time I looked. Uh, they're playing really good basketball. No, they're playing solid, absolutely. And, you know, as a Philly fan, I'm I'm going to have to be looking out for them come playoff time, absolutely. Okay, no before doubt. you go, Appreciate I know the you're call. a Philly fan. Adam, before you go, here's the question I have. I would feel a hell of a lot better if KD, instead of giving the ultimatum, you know, trade me or get rid of Nash, if he would have come out and would have said, we're just not developing under Steve Nash. That would have been so much better and not as harsh. That's all. He oh, just yeah, basically, yeah. The, the way the way it I, came out, it was like, I hate this guy. Get him out of here. That's the way it came I, out. Well, but that, remember, the presentation, the presentation sucked, but he was right. right. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate right. the call. Thank you. There we go. Adam in San Bernardino, California. You're on the Odd Couple. What do you got, Adam? What's going on, guys? Rob, man, 